0: Hello everyone, Chapter 67, Sequel number 2. Feel free to comment in particular by downloading Limor and commenting there. Most of the early descriptions of London women then suggest that they were very much part of the city. One German traveler of the 15th century entered a London tavern and a woman, presumably the landlady, kissed him fully on the lips and murmured, whatever you desire, that we will gladly do, Unquote. This is not quite the docility and propriety expected of women of a patriarchal culture But it supports evidence from other sources of women who seem to be filled with all the energy and licentiousness of the city. Representations of women in drama, from the scold to Noah's wife, display characteristics of aggression and violence. As mentioned earlier in the Chronicles of London for 1428, there is recorded the fate of a Breton in London who murdered a widow, quote, and as he went to his way, where as he had he do this cursed dead women of the same parish come out with stonies and canal dong, and there made an end of him in the Hig Street, so that he went no further, notwithstanding the constables and other men also the which had him under guernance to condite him forward for there was a great many of them and no mercy no pity unquote. this scene which was quote, without all gate and thus on the site of the present Whitechapel High Street, is of some interest a large party of women aroused by the murder of one of their own overpower or intimidate a group of men surrounding the murderer, then they stone him to death. This is not a city of order and subordination, but one in which some communal or egalitarian feminine spirit seems to be at work. The women were also without, quote, mercy ne no pity, unquote, which in turn suggests that they were in some sense brutalized or rendered callous by their existence in London. It is revealed that, quote, the women have much more liberty than perhaps in any other place. Unquote. The same foreign observer reports that quote, they also know well how to make use of it, for they go dressed out in exceedingly fine clothes, and give all attention to their ruffs and stuffs to such a degree indeed that, as I am informed, many a one does not hesitate to wear velvet in the streets, which is common with them, whilst at home perhaps they have not a piece of dry bread." There was a 16th century proverb that England, for which we may safely substitute London, was hell for horses, purgatory for servants, but a paradise for women. One of the central images of the age is that of Dame Alice Moore, berating her husband, Thomas Moore, for his stupidity in resisting the King's will. Her remarks to him were often sharp and occasionally sarcastic. But he received them cheerfully enough. Perhaps only in London could that intense spirit of equality be sustained. Of course, such treatment was the prerogative of rich or well-connected families The notions of liberty on the streets meant different things. So the same foreign observer suggested that many witches are found in London who frequently do much mischief by means of hail and tempest. He seems here to be invoking an irrational fear of women a disturbance which the experience of the city itself appears to engender. Records of the 17th century suggest that the troubling spirit was not curbed. One stranger to London wrote that he had sometimes met in the streets a woman carrying a figure of straw representing a man crowned with very ample horns preceded by a drum and followed by a mob, making a most grating noise with tongs, grid irons, frying pans and saucepans. I asked what was the meaning of all this. They told me that a woman had given her husband a sound beating for accusing her of making him a cuckold." That example of violence can be followed by another when Some of our party saw a wicked woman in a rage with an individual supposed to belong to the Spanish Embassy. She urged the crowd to mob him, setting the example by belaboring him herself with a cabbage stalk. And, again in another report, Quote, "The English seem to fear the company of women," Unquote. "The women of London," quote, "are the most dangerous women in the world." Unquote. This may or may not be accurate, but for all the harshness there was also gaiety. Another traveller noted, quote, what is particularly curious is that the women, as well as the men, in fact, more often than they, will frequent the taverns or alehouses for enjoyment. They count it a great honor to be taken there and given wine with sugar to drink. And if one woman only is invited, then she will bring three or four other women along and they gaily toast each other." There were less happy circumstances. For every engraving of a matron or merchant's wife, there are pictures of women who are almost literally slaves of the city. It was the tradition that women sold perishable goods, such as fruit and milk, whereas men, customarily sold durable or solid articles. Perhaps it was an obscured representation of the fact that in the city the women themselves were more perishable. The street sellers depicted by Marcellus LaRune in the 1680s form a remarkable collection of urban types A seller of strawberries wearing a loose hood looks curiously pensive. A crippled woman selling fish has an unutterably weary face. Although Larune's editor and commentator, Sean Ches-Green, remarks that she is, quote, dressed in an eccentrically stylish way, careful, and even fastidious, about her appearance." Unquote. It is a curiously London mixture of theatricality and pathos. The cellar of quote, great eels unquote, is lively and more alert, with an expression so quizzical and yet so wary that she might be ready to see or hear anything as she made her way through the streets. Single women were certainly vulnerable to every kind of attention and even molestation. The female seller of wax is, quote, a study in melancholy. She wears an impassive, almost stupid look and walks with a wooden gait. Her clothes are tattered and run down, patched in various places and eaten away at the sleeves. Here is a woman brutalized by the city into a state of indifference and neglect. The seller of apples has a peculiar sneer upon her face as if demonstrating her contempt either for her customers or for her calling. The, quote, merry milkmaid, is anything but merry. The female mackerel, seller, an ancient creature with palsied face and pocket eye, is a definite urban type, the image of London marked upon her visage. So too is the seller of cherries, whose intelligent expression suggests that she manoeuvres successfully through the streets and markets of London. Another urban type, endlessly displayed in chapbooks and upon the stage, was the female innkeeper, immortalised by Mistress quickly, but endlessly renewed ever since. At every review in Hyde Park, these trollops are certainly in a hackney, will stop the coach to drink pint glasses with them at Phillips, yet wonder at the liberties some women take. And though they are ready to eat every fellow they see, can't believe any of their sex virtues but themselves." This is entirely characteristic, and in the writing of the 16th and 17th centuries there seems to be a consensus that the city tends to harden or sharpen female perceptions.